This is going to be awesome. This is Tall Can Audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast, coming to you from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. We're on social media, at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're hearing us right now. And I don't know, this is a little unusual. We're doing a, a show in the morning, which means no beers. I, I'm not sure I'm even going to be able to know how to do this. But Lloydie's <laughs> here. What's happening today, Steve? Well, I came I came right from work. Yes. Okay, that's why it's the morning here. <laughs> you got you to gotta get me quickly because the body will shut down. I will be going nappy time. It's nap and time. And if I had on. a beer now, we would not <laughs> make it survive through. the show. I would fall asleep as we do it. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, good morning. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you a little bit, I, I, you know, a bunch of different things here, but I, I checked back. You haven't been here since July 2022, so it's been a little mm. over a year now. Oh, wow. But the last time I saw you, I think, was, was St. Patty's Day. Y- yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that went, uh, that, uh, that, that was supposed to be a quick little pop. Yeah, in, yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, it turned into an evening. And uh, let's just say uh, I walked back and got my vehicle the next day <laughs> right, right. on uh, March 18th. Yeah, I had texted you that day and said, you know, Shrides and Josh and I are going to go uh, over to the, the Nita Beer Company if you want to pop in. And mm-hmm. like I said, I thought we'd be there an hour or two. You'd be there an hour or two, whatever. And I think, honestly, everything was fine until, until Andy started dropping the free beers on the table. Until Andy yeah. decided to sit down and just chat with us yes. and said, bah. Yeah. Ah, I got this. And he just kept dropping and them in then, front of us. Um, and then, you know, we're we're not going to say no. <laughs> no. You no. know, and uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> my wife and I took an Uber. <laughs> right. That's, that's how it goes. So that was Responsible. fun. Responsible. Yeah. So maybe it's actually best I'm seeing you in the morning this time, right? Yes. We'll keep things under control here a little bit. It was good. Yeah. Uh, did you, since we're not having a beer right now, I'm curious, did you try anything memorable over the summer? Anything sticking out to you that you might be able oh, to give? Oh, boring. To recommend? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I. I haven't been adventurous in a while. I kind of I've been sticking to what I like, and I uh, in the summer I really like um, I really like the Calypso from Perth. Yeah, okay. Um, I like that in the summer, and you know I think I've told this before. I I just love browns. Right. Doesn't matter. You know I I love that. Ashton makes really nice brown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the clock tower has a nice brown. I like browns. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know you have a bit of a history with, with Ashton. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, and- it's basically, um, it's the recipes from the old Hart Brewery. Right. Um, microbrewery that I worked at when I was in high school in Carleton Place. And it was Lauren Hart. And he ended up, uh, the brown there is the old Harvest Brown that they made. Okay. And uh, they had a Dragon's Breath Pale Ale. And the amber at Ashton is the amber from Hart as well. That's a nice so this, beer. I this like is going amber. back from... Oof, over thirty years ago, yeah, yeah. There we go. Just dated myself. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great job I had at the end of high school. Well, you've probably heard uh, that Mister Lever Sage is is going to be taking a shift here every Thursday morning, and uh, he was in last week to start that and, and brought me a couple of Ashtons, but they weren't cold at the time, so mm-hmm. I've got them in the fridge. I'm going to have them when he's in uh, to record this week. Uh, the good listener, like I said, can hear that on on Thursday morning. I'm curious, as a man who who has some history with with Lever Sage. <laughs> Do you have any any advice oh. for me? I'm already getting some messages from longtime listeners to this show going, he's a little combative, right? Like he's sometimes coming right at you with uh, with some of these takes or, or putting things on the... I, I'm just curious. You've worked with him. Do, any advice on on how to tame Lee Versage in here? No, no. No, you can try. <laughs> Lee, Lee enjoys being the contrarian. Yeah. He relishes that. 
and he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. I think he's a heel He fan. loves to play the heel. He loves the heel <laughs> angle. Um, so once you embrace that, and the thing with Lee is, and he's not alone, there are sports fans like this, and I've called him out on this. He is a sports fan more so. He will sink his teeth into more the athlete or team that he hates more so than the athlete or team that he okay. loves. <laughs> like he is a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah. Loves the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, pick a team that he despises. He despises that team more than he loves the Dallas okay. Cowboys. <laughs> and so his rooting interest when he's watching sports, I think he gets more out of the hate. It's rooted in hatred. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, he, he, it's rooted in hate yeah. more than love. <laughs> okay. And once you understand that's his logic, <laughs> then you start to understand his sports taste. Right. You can start to peel away the layers exactly. here, figure them out a you little gotta bit. You got to come at it from the right angle. And okay. then you, oh, I get you now. That's right. good. I get it. <laughs> Well, this is going to be a, a bit of a challenge because I've never been known as much of a baby face. So a, a, a dual heel thing yep. going on in here is going to be. Oh no, you can't struggle. be the heel with no, him. He's, I know. he's the heel. You could try. You yeah. won't. No. <laughs> okay. No. Um, you are uh, you're working a new shift ever since Lee uh, left TSN twelve hundred. You're mm. you're working in the mornings. Yep. Are have you pretty much become a bit of a zombie? Have you gotten used to it yet? Like how long did it take you? Like uh, it's. Have not gotten used to it no. yet. Uh, takes some time. Um and. I remember asking JR about it and he said, you never really you get never used to it. You just get used to being tired. Is- I've, I've in, in my career, I've done long runs in the mornings in the past. Yeah. Right. Um, but I've never been like, this is it. This right. is what you do now. <laughs> you know, welcome to up at four. <laughs> so it's, um, um, I'm trying to get into the rhythm of a consistent time of day. You got to have a quick nap. Right. And you can't have it too long. If you nap too long, then you can't fall asleep. At right. Night, right. And then because of the business that we're in, it's not like I can just shut, well, I'm going to bed at 8.30. Well, no, I'm, we talk sports every right. morning. We're watching sports. So I, I got to stay up and watch the relevant sports, right? Mm-hmm. To, uh, to to talk about it the next morning starting at 6 a.m. So it's a, it's a delicate balance of trying to make sure you get a good enough, get a, at least a few consecutive hours right. before you, you roll into work. But also, it's all about trying to get the, your your nap down. And anybody that's worked morning radio, they've done it for a long time. There are, there are people I know that have done it for a long time, like not the same genre, but it's like, it's just like clockwork. Their body does get used to it. It's like, oh, must be that time of day. Time to go. It's like going back to kindergarten. Time for nap. <laughs> time for my nap. I'm going to be cranky. Better get my nap in. So I'm still trying to get some consistency with that. So sometimes I it shuts down. Sometimes it doesn't. So so how does it work at night? Like obviously you have to make it to the end of the Sens game or to the end of the Blue Jays game. Are you are you adventurous ever drifting into that that late game or is that an, a, just a total no go? Uh, I'll try sometimes, um, but then uh, I've got myself a nice kind of like recliner now, yeah. <laughs> and I do the old man chortle awake. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess it is time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> time for me to mosey on upstairs. Right. I tried. Yeah, I put in. The, I put in the good fight. Yeah. What has the the feedback been like? Uh, or you know, on on you and Jr. working as a team, maybe between the two. Like you both are are kind of guys who, for the longest time, were used to steering the ship, right? You were yeah. kind of the one chair, whatever you want to call it, the the pilot seat, and and now you know, was there obviously you've worked with Jr. before, yep. but was there an adjustment there, or what's it been like trying to? Oh, know, absolutely. Yeah. You're working with somebody like I've worked with them in in the past sporadically, but now that you work every day with them. But the good the, the good news is like I, I've. Jar and I have been friends because we we got hired a month apart back in '98, right? Um, you know, to to launch Sports Radio in Ottawa. So I've known him forever, yeah, right. And he's been my boss for the last 
well, how long's it been? It's over a decade hmm. since he took over the PD uh, job as well. But there's a there's a healthy respect between us because we've known each other so long, right? right? So that that's made the transition even easier. And our the producer Matt Hamer, I've known Matt almost as long, right? Matt sure. and I were roommates together. We lived together for a year back oh, wow. in the around 2000 or 99 somewhere around there. This post college house. Yeah, that you told us no, about. no, 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 it's okay. different. Okay. <laughs> I got a lot of sorted stories, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, we 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 uh, we were roommates for a year uh, back in the day as well. And Matt's hmm. a, a great guy, so it's been. It's been, you have to ask them, it's sure. been easy for me right. because I know them so well, yeah. right? I haven't, and I've worked with them off and on directly over the last 25 years, yeah. but now it's like every morning, um, it, it does feel comfortable that way because it's not foreign to me. I know these guys, mm-hmm. they know me. Um, the biggest adjustment adjustment day to day would be, to your point, I'm I'm used to being the guy that steers the ship, right? Right, more so uh, than not. Mm-hmm. And so now it's a different animal. Like I I kind of appreciate the other the other role in a different way, in that you got to know when to speak, you know when to jump in, when to hold back, when like when it's you. I had a, a thought, but he's teeing me up for something yeah, else there, right now. There, there's or? a rhythm. Oh no, he's yeah. he wants to go in this way. Okay, yeah, yeah. don't force feed what you want. Okay, <laughs> wait for that. Wait for your. So it it and I. I think that's getting a little bit better day by day, mm-hmm. but it, that certainly is an adjustment for me. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I could see that being, uh, what, you know, what's the feedback been like from the audience? I, I probably know the answer to it, but to the, 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 the American syndication stuff coming in. Oh, everybody loves day. it. Yeah. yeah okay. Everybody loves it. <laughs> we, we get, we get nothing but love on yeah, text okay. coming in and say, hey, listen, like I'm like, I can't BS you on that. No, no. People like it's, um, people are frustrated. We did a listener event. Um, for the Sens home opener, mm-hmm. uh, like at our party mega suite that we, it's a, it's a 400 level suite. Listeners uh, win to get in. We had a great time. Sure. Uh, Jay and I were there and got a chance to speak to a lot of, uh, listeners and it was a wide variety. Some, some of them brought their kids, some of them brought their buddies, husband, wives, whatever it was. And, um, you know, uh, that a, a lot of the topic was, uh, about that, but it kind of, they love the station. Yep. Hardcore listeners. It's great, but it's, listen, um. I hate to hate this saying. It is what it is. Yes. It's, um, this is a well above me. <laughs> sure. No, of uh, course. The call that I make. And I, most people get that. Most people do. Yeah. But sometimes we still get the odd text that'll come in or somebody will say something and they, they think it's our call. Yeah. Uh, it's directly, you know, and it's, I think most people understand it's not, um, it's I've, it's I've big made, corporate world and that you're tied into. I, I, I've I've made this analogy before. It's like walking into the grocery store and yelling at the kids stock on the shelves for the prices. <laughs> it's like um, okay, um, that probably wasn't his call. I just work here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, right? Um, you know, so uh, I still I thank everybody that listens. Yep, it's awesome. Um, that uh, get a chance to work with Jr. and Hammer, but um, you know the the midday part right now. Yeah, it had, I'd be it lying had, to you. Like we we hear about it. Sure. Like, most people are are not huge fans right now of that. <laughs> it seems to have sort of blown up again in, you know, in concert with the start of the Zen season, right? I think there was a lot of people probably exactly. holding out some hope through the summer. Okay, they always cut back a little in the summer yep, and people are taking holidays and whatever. Yep. Once the Zen start, people want their Zen stock all day. And so when they realize, oh, this is, this is not coming back full time, I think mm. that's probably... Yeah, it seems to at least on my Twitter timeline, which for whatever that's worth, uh, that's when it seemed to blow up a little bit. Absolutely, again, right? yeah, like um, um, a little bit in the preseason, right? And then, but when the season opened, they played in Carolina on that day. Mm-hmm. That's that's when we we had a lot of feedback. <laughs> okay, had a lot of feedback. So, uh, what's the feedback been like um, on the the first week or two here 
of the actual Sens season. Uh, you know, there was a lot of optimism coming into the season, rightly so. Um, mm-hmm. Guys locked up long term. The young guys are another year, uh, another year more developed. And I, I'm just curious. Fans seem satisfied with the start, or you know, what do you what are you hearing? I I, I think um, if you talk to the the hardcore Sens fan that satisfied that yeah it, it's been a good start like as we record this they've got one game left on their homestand against the Sabres mm-hmm. on on Tuesday night if they were to win that game they go four and one in their five game homestand and they drop their opener against that's a very against a very good team in Carolina yep. so then you'd get off to a nice little four and two start nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. here's the thing you know what the record was after six games last year? Uh-oh. Four and two. Okay. <laughs> it was it was the next run to the twenty game mark. That's like, whew. right. So now, now is when <laughs> from this point forward, uh, and I've I know twenty games goes beyond that, but I've always I've looked at ever since the schedule came up when their wheels up and they go play two in Sweden. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Wings in the Wild in Sweden in November. It's funny, eh? Their, I looked at that. Their, their record. Because it's all there for them. Yeah. It's been a really five-game homestand at the start of the year, pretty much, yeah. right? A lot of home games. Look yeah. at their schedule. They're at home, and it's spaced out nice. Yeah. There's not a lot of back-to-backs. You get a chance to use both goalies. It is it's it is there. It's there for them. No excuses to get off to, finally, a good start over your first 20 games rather than bury yourself right. and try to play catch-up the rest of the season. So, so far, so good, but... <laughs> Let's see. Let's see how this plays out. It's funny when you look at that Sweden trip. I, I looked at a couple of the details when I was going through it. First of all, neither of because the Leafs are going as well. It's the Leafs, the Wings, the Wild, and and the Sens. And uh, neither of the the two games that Toronto's playing over there are considered home games. So they're not. The league did not want to give those cash cow mm. ACC games away. I get or whatever Scotiabank <laughs> Arena games away. And the Leafs aren't playing the Senators over there again. Another cash cow kind of game, a main event, right? A battle of Ontario. So there are four teams going, but the Leafs and Sens won't lock up over there and the Leafs aren't spending a home game over there. I just found those kind of interesting. No, I, I, that's, I think if it's easy to figure out like a, <laughs> for, for, for both the Senators and the Leafs reasons here, yeah. they're, you're, it doesn't make financial sense to play each other right. over there. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it's just weird to be flying over together and not, uh, not yeah. playing off. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I don't know. The Sens fans seem nervous about that trip. That is sort of when the wheels came off, I believe, in 2017 was right around that time. Or well, they that? were off by then, pretty they much. They were off? Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Mid-November is like, go look at the record of this team in November. Now, <laughs> pandemic was different when they started in January. Sure, but, yeah. you know, it's just... Unbeaten November that year. Oh, there's just... It's in off to a good start now, but... And, and this is this is a better... This is a deeper team. Sure. This is the deepest team DJ Smith's ever coached. Not even close. Yeah. And that's without Shane Pangos. He's missing still. his, th- yeah. Yeah. So it, this is still, uh, th- this team is positioned. And I, I like the way uh, the coach has spoken about the group in, in the offseason, in training camp early this season. DJ Smith's the one bringing it up. He says, no excuses. Right. He says, no excuses. He says, we got we to gotta be about winning. Like nobody's saying we're definitely making the playoffs. Sure. Nobody's made that. But I, I love um, the tone that the coach has set. And when he's been asked about, will you coach differently? He says, yeah. He says, because it's about winning now. It's time to win games, no excuses. And he's got the proper depth in place. If somebody's not going, I don't have to keep playing this guy because we're chasing a game. And I know that my my options on my bench to try to get some offense when we're trailing mm-hmm. are limited. I don't have to play Thomas Shabbat 31 minutes here. <laughs> you know, Jake Sanderson's a pretty good player. Yep. Got Jake Chikrin, sure uh, on, on the back end. And with the forward group as well. If somebody's not playing well, take a seat. We got other guys here. Um, so I, I think Sens fans like that. 
um, this new narrative, if you will, <laughs> in that it's uh, this isn't the perpetual rebuild. There's new owner, new set of eyeballs watching it all here. There are going to be consequences. This is about winning. This is professional sports. It's time to start winning some hockey games. On the Pinto thing, are you, you know, I know they're, they're stuck here with the cap a little bit, and I don't know if, if we're just waiting on a trade and there's a deal done. I, it doesn't seem like that's the case. But are you surprised that we've gotten this far yes. and it isn't done? Because yes. I, I, sort of, I sort of felt like the beginning of camp, the beginning of the season, one of those pressure points would force them to do something. I, I said I multiple times, it. yeah, on this show, I said multiple times, like, it'll get done. Like, it'll be done by the time the season yep. starts. And, and I'll, I'm not saying anything now because I have no idea what happens it next. Ma- it, it's, it's, it makes no sense. Like, at the time when they ended up signing Tarasenko in late July, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, that's interesting. You're spending pretty much the rest of your cap right. money. But I liked it because you're trying to augment the offense mm-hmm. from when the Brinkett trade. And I, on the surface, I liked it. I said, okay, this is a good move. You're not marrying the guy. If it doesn't work out, it's a one-year deal. Who cares, right? Yeah, and that camp, you're sending guys down. Things Whatever. get worked out. It'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, But, but. still, <laughs> they hadn't signed Pinto. But I liked it because I assumed that there was a plan in place right. for the rest of the roster. That, okay, they, they, they must have another trade they, sure. because they, they've got to create a little more wiggle room here. Uh, and maybe they did. Maybe something fell through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the fact that you put yourself in cap jail without signing and we're sitting here pushing November and a kid who is your third line center, and if he's your third line center, that probably tells you your team's on the upswing. For sure. 20 goals last year. Yep. You know, um, right hand shot, can kill penalties, can win draw. Like who doesn't like what Shane Pinto can do for you now and he's only starting his career. The f- how he is not on this team right now is baffling. Yeah. It doesn't this this is a cap, uh, cap bungle. It is. It is. And whatever happened, maybe there's legitimate reasons. Sure. Oh, we had this in place and this fell through. Who cares? Nobody cares. Right. Fans only see good young player that can help us be better right now, and he's not on the team. That that's all they see. Yep. And that's they have every right to be mad about that. You just wonder, right? Like. It was pretty cool at the home opener, everybody chanting, we want Pinto, but there was probably one guy in the building not loving it. Like there was not a hole big enough for Pierre Dorian to crawl in there with Ann Lauer probably standing around him and maybe the, the no. owner's suite there or whatever. No. That's an uncomfortable moment for Pierre Dorian. I Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, the, the buck stops with the general manager. Yeah. This is your team, your roster, your plan that you put together here. And you are sitting here now with, you know, we're, we're getting deeper and deeper into the season and we all know how important the start was. No, and then then you compound that the angst with the Norris situation, yeah. who did get back in the lineup yep. and started with a bang, right? Couple goals right away, but that's like okay, where's this going? Um, but the fact that Pinto isn't signed is still I I wish I had better answers for you. It doesn't make any sense at all. This has been a cap mismanagement. Is you know however that came to pass, that's the end result. There's no way you should not have him in your lineup. Like, he should be playing right, right. now for the Ottawa Senators. And his camp has been very respectful that nobody said anything. Friedman's reported a million times. He has not asked for a trade. But at some point, the frustration boils, right? This kid's not going to sit out for a year for you, right? Like, at some point, he's going to say, you know what? If you can't figure this out, just, you know, by that, all accounts, hasn't yet. But it no, won't be unreasonable when he eventually has had enough. The thing is, he he wants to be here. I, I get he, that he, sense, He loves too, his yeah. team. He loves his teammates. Yep. He's... He wants to be an Ottawa Senator. He is tremendously disappointed by this. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The longer this goes, like all of a sudden here, okay, the calendar is going to flip. We're like a week out from Halloween, right? Yeah. Then we get in November, 30 days in November, 
You're a Leaf fan, Nylander. I know how that goes. You played that game, right? Wondering what's going to happen. And then it did not go well afterwards If you do not sign a contract by the end of November, you can't play in the NHL this season. Right. So now we're, the clock is now, I thought that, oh, that's crazy. No way. But like, all right, we've come this far. Right. Like how much, how much longer is this going to drag out? And- this benefited the Leafs, in fact, in the long run. It did in the long run. But with the Senators, it will not with right. their cap situation. The longer you wait to sign him in season, the more Shane Pinto's cap hit is going to be this oof, season. Oof. And you're already right up against the cap, and you're already put yourself in a situation where you played um, you played a man short already this year. Yeah. Um, Hamannick got went down. He took a shot in the hand the other day during the game. And I was thinking the same thing a lot of fans were thinking, and people follow this team. It's like, all right, what if he broke his finger? <laughs> Now what? Right. Zub is, you know, Zub was, was hurt and he was already out. You're already in cap jail. You're doing all these gymnastics. At that point, Shabbat had, was yeah. there not a question yeah. mark around him? It looks yeah. like he's fine, but. You had to, you had to wave McEwen yeah. down to yeah. the minors to get Bernard Docker up here. You're already playing the game and you haven't even signed Pinto. You're now another injury away from. Yeah. Like you're going to, and they're not the only team, but nope. they're the only team in this situation that's right up against the cap and so much trouble where. There's, they're probably going to have to play a man short at some other point, like other teams have, and they already have as well. But nobody else has a 20-goal score center sitting there waiting for a contract right. that can't play in your team yet because you're in cap trouble, and your cap trouble is so bad, now you're every time somebody winces during a game, it's like, oh, <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Well, the joke going around all day today I, I've seen on Twitter is, you know, Craig Anderson is signing a one-day contract to retire with the Sens. Do they have room on yes. the cap to fit this one-day contract? That joke started coming in right away when, yeah. it, when it leaked out last week when Darren Trekker <laughs> pointed out that this was happening yeah. with, with uh, Craig Anderson. Um, quickly on that, you know, it's a guy who spent a long time here, obviously, uh, you know, very popular with, with Sens fans. But the debate today on, on your show was was the, the ring of honor versus the retired number. Do you have a stance on that? I And I guess we should explain for people yeah. Ring of Honor is a slight a notch below the retired yeah. number. Is that the Yeah, you get uh, your number retired is the ultimate honor yeah. for a player that has played for a franchise. Mm-hmm. And other teams do this as well, and they might call it something different. Sure. There's another tier, and the Senators created the Ring of Honor. And they did this a number of years ago, and Brian Murray, for the longest time, was the inaugural and only inductee mm-hmm. into the Ring of Honor. And then the pandemic hit, and the kind of, they've kind of forgotten, and they put Wade Redden in last year. Right. So now it's like, all right, that's open for business again. We can talk about Ring of Honor people mm-hmm. uh, going in. Craig Anderson, for me, is absolute slam dunk, slam dunk Ring of Honor. Okay. Number retirement, I'm not quite there. Right, uh, like you, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the argument because you're talking about somebody who spent 10 years with the organization, far and away that with that sample size, um, the best goalie this organization's ever had, and the best compliment you can pay Craig Anderson because uh, we talk about it's not the Hall of Stats, it's like what what a guy meant, right? Mm-hmm. Every time that they played in the postseason when they were a relevant team playing meaningful games sure. in the playoffs, you never came away from it saying, ooh, Craig Anderson got outplayed by so-and-so. Like, he always stepped up. He beat Lundqvist, he beat Rask, he beat Price, um, and always gave them competitive goaltending on teams that were good because they were playoff teams. Right. Um, and to me, that's that says a lot. Um, that's why he's a slam-dunk ring of honor guy for me. Um, was the number one goaltender throughout his tenure um, with Ottawa. Had some his old injuries along the way here and there. Sure. But to me, ring of honor, no doubter. 
I'll have the conversation about number yeah, of retirement, it's not a laughable but, I, idea but I'm not quite right. there. Yeah. I'm not quite there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing going on on Tuesday night is this 16 games all staggered. Uh, I guess for the most part, they're going to start every 15 minutes between six o'clock and 11 o'clock. And I, I'm curious about what you think of this. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's weird. Kind of, I, th- I think it's weird this time. Yeah, the time Tuesday night in Random October. Random Tuesday in October. <laughs> yeah, no playoff races yet. Nothing I don't mind really. the idea. No, in general. And I think it would make more sense even on a like a Saturday, one o'clock, one thirty, two, two thirty, like whatever you want to do up through hockey night, and you kind of make a big deal out of it. This, I almost wonder. It feels forced, almost like we have a Tuesday with sixteen games, and someone went, "Hey, what if we then?" staggered and that's fine because fans complain all the time and it makes me a little crazy about well these games all start at the same time so during intermissions they're all in intermission at the same like that's not a flaw that's their feature they they don't want you turning the channel they want you to watch the commercials right and and so that's the way broadcasting works it's annoying but it's not like the league has missed something so they're going to do this once we'll see how it goes but i just I wonder how many fans get super excited about flipping between 16 different games, right? Like how many people this is really going to be a big deal for? This this was basically, this is an American idea. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of people at ESPN and the NHL have noticed on their social media feeds have been comparing it to the red zone experience, right? right? Um, and so I think that's kind of the ideology, the genesis of it mm-hmm. uh, that way. I, listen, I don't mind the idea at all. It's uh, it's it's novel. It's neat. It's a one off. Sure. I I just find it odd that you would pick a Tuesday in the third week of October. Yeah. Uh, well, to, that's where to, my to do point this. comes in on. It's just it just happened. Everybody was playing that night. Yeah. And and we kind of came across it. That I, I, so the gets just so people that know the Leafs and the Capitals play at six, six Eastern, yeah. and then the last games Vegas plays at eleven right. Eastern. And there's and it's every fifteen is minutes it, pretty is much. It Vegas Boom. and the Panthers. I, th- I can't remember who Vegas is playing, but it's an Eastern Conference team. And you're like, really? You gave us? Yeah, okay. So you gave us the 11 o'clock slot. Like, Let me maybe, double check. I know you made me think. I'm pretty okay. sure it's Philly. It could be. It, it just, like, Leaf fans are annoyed that this is at 6 o'clock. I'm fairly yeah. whatever. I'm not excited about it. I don't really hate it. It's just sort of odd that we'll start at, at 6. I've noticed a lot of MLB teams have started to start games at 6.30, 6.40. So you're starting to get these... Different. I guess that's more for bringing your kids or your family. You get them home that twenty minutes earlier or whatever. I, I, that's obviously not what went into this one, but I don't know. It just it feels like one of those things that the NHL does that we'll do this the one time and we'll probably never hear about it again, never do it again. And I, I, Listen, I'm I'm all for trying new things. Sell it. They're trying a new thing. Yeah. Maybe this goes very well and they get great feedback and they do it once a year. Sure. Again, but. You know, I'll, like I'll, you said, though, maybe March. Yeah, I'm maybe. never gonna dump. I'm never gonna dump on anything. Oh, wow, why would you? No, no, that's the whole point. You got to try new things. I find it more odd. Yeah. I'm fairly indifferent more than yeah. I am pro or against uh, it. No, I know. Yeah, I, I'm not like I. Oh, I can't wait. Got this it. is going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. We're, I'm going to start tailgating this out. I'm in for all the games. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not there. But I'm not like, oh, this is stupid. Why are they doing? Yeah, it? I just you know, it it's sort of like. If you're going to do this, also maybe a little more effort on like some division games or some like rivalries, like it's all just sort of thrown together, it feels like, but we'll see how it plays out. And uh, I, I'm curious, I'm sure you've watched a little bit. What do you think of my Leafs so far this year? Oh, yeah. your Leafs. My, mine. Although I'm not really sure how much ownership I want to put on them at this exact moment. Three and two, but fairly uninspiring to get there. Well, let me ask you this, okay. Matthew. Mm-hmm. 
how do you see the goaltending situation resolving itself? Who is is Wall going to usurp and be the number one? Is is that going to be through his own play or by default? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to see Martin Jones this year? Okay. Um, yeah, it's not been a very... Early on, there was a couple of weird things happening with Samson, like some crazy bounces in that Montreal game. And you're kind of like, you didn't look great, but, you know. But now it's been a few games and it's not the bounces at this point. It's It's been him. So we'll see how that shakes loose. But I, I think there was... The Leafs have an incentive to see if they can make Joseph Wall the guy. Oh, right? absolutely. They, they, the, he's, they have him locked up for another year at $700,000. If you have a number one goalie making that kind of money, it allows you to do some things next year. Um, so at some point, they were going to try to give him a run and see if he was ready for it. I am surprised it's happening already, but the opportunity has presented itself. Samsonov hasn't been very good. Wall was very good in relief on Saturday, so start him against Washington. Uh, if he gets blown up tonight, then... You're back to square one, I suppose. But if he looks solid, then it wouldn't shock me if he gets another couple in a row here. But I don't think they're going to bail on Samsonov yet. You'll see Samsonov again here within the next week or so, I would imagine. Well, and, and here's the thing as well. Uh, it was pretty active offseason. And, you know, it's not just they've added many new pieces. They've added a lot of pieces that play prominent roles in their lineup here. So I, th- I think there still probably is a bit of a feeling out po- process here. Like how is Bertuzzi? Yeah. How's that going to settle in? How's Domi going to settle in? What about Klingberg, Klingberg running your power play? <laughs> like it's those, those three guys Klingberg alone here. Klingberg running my power play is the thing I'm least worried about. <laughs> Where well, he is. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> the rest well, like, of the game. <laughs> like it's, um, you know, and new GM, new set of eyes on yes. all that. Um, is, is the Nylander thing going to become a distraction or not? I don't know. Uh, but I, like I said, this is the um, this is the cop out answer. I think it's too early, yeah, um, to, to to make a proclamation about what they're going to look like. Never but too early in Leafs' name. Yeah, no, it's not. It was four, four, and two last year, and the sky was falling. Like yeah. that was. <laughs> well, no, it, it, it's it's those veteran players that they brought in as new players yeah. uh, for this season. But it's also you know Nye's coming off a two goal game, and mm-hmm. you know going with the other kid as well to start the year. Like how well, how Matthews is, looked like a monster again suddenly yeah. after. Well, what, not being as good last year. Well, that's the thing with it. who's worried about Austin Matthews. Right. Nobody. No. I mean, that, that that's not the problem with, no. with the Leafs getting over the hump. Right. Austin Matthews is just a terrific all-around player. Like he's he is such a great defensive center as well. The yeah. way he strips pucks and it's like whatever. Don't worry. Yeah, we got we got a superstar guy. Now, how the rest of the piece is going to fit mm-hmm. and and moving and around him. So, but new pieces and we'll see how uh, how things do settle in. Do you have sort of a general overall sense on what your expectation of the, this division is going to be? Because this is a, this has been the million dollar question, right? Would Boston finally step back and they go out and start five and zero or whatever yeah. it was? Um, Florida, are they the President's Trophy winner of two years ago, or the team that just scraped in last year? You know, Tampa hasn't looked particularly impressive to start. Buffalo, Ottawa on the come. Detroit, perhaps just a layer below that. Uh, you know, how much turnover do you see happening maybe in the playoffs this year? Oh. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that the the Leafs, the Bruins, and the Lightning are going to be one, two, three, however configuration sure. in the Atlantic. I, I I can see another team slipping in there and being one of those uh, the top three seed. Right. And early this season, the easy answer is like this is the problem with Tampa. I mean, whew, Vasilevsky, how much time are you going to miss? Right. Right. They said maybe eight weeks to start the year. Maybe. What if it's longer than that? Mm-hmm. And. That's your goaltending that you're you're going like Nuanson, Tompkins, like what? That's no disrespect, sure. right? Um, a little disrespect, and, but it's also a team that um, 
Tampa, because of the nature of being a great team for as long as they've been, they're cap victims. Yes. Big time. So it's every summer this you're team, just pieces getting stripped. This away, team is not as deep away. as it once was. No. So more so now than ever, they need a goalie to steal games more often. Right. They don't have them. Yeah. I'd be if I'm a Tampa fan, I'd be a little worried right now. Yeah. No, and you just sort of saw uh, they, they sort of took a trip through the, the the division here not too long. It played Detroit, played Buffalo, played Ottawa. It didn't look particularly good. Um, Jonas Johansson actually played a pretty good game against Toronto. They put up 50 shots on him and looked like it was going to be one of those nights for Leaf fans, but they broke through late. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure it'll be Tampa that falls off. I, I just, <sighs> there's enough up there, right? Kucherov yep. is still what he is. And, you know, Braden Point, I, these guys, Hedman, it's a depth issue. It is issue, a depth though. issue. You're right. You're like there's right. nothing wrong with Matthews and no. Nylander right. and Marner and Tavares. These are all really good players, right? Yeah. Riley. Now, now okay. it's David Kampf. <laughs> now it's like okay, all right. Yeah. Like Pontus Holmberg. Where level. where is the overall depth <laughs> yep. coming from? And I think you can ask those same questions with, uh, with with Tampa. But the the biggest thing is is the goalie. I mean they they need their elite no, goalie right. more so than they ever have. That's right. In this incarnation of this great team that they've been. And he's and not it's a there. Back, like it's a back issue, right? Like sometimes that's unpredictable. You don't mm-hmm. know how he's going to come back from that. So it, there is some reason for concern there, no doubt. Uh, I want to ask you because I know you're uh, you're a baseball guy. How are you feeling right now about the Jays after the dueling press conferences? We we had John Schneider uh, out there. We had Atkins. I'm out not there. a I'm not a Shatkins guy. No, okay, at all. Not a. I don't know. Like that was that was so weird. Like, okay, let's make the GM available Saturday, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's yeah, fairly cowardly. Let's do that. And it was it was a brutal availability. Yes, he came off horribly, yeah. right? And so then let's trot out Shapiro to try to get the genie back in the bottle a little bit. And that was a I watched that one live. Okay. And that was very, very polished. It's oh like, yeah. It was just every every pointed question that came, big smile. It's right. Say the person's name back to him. Well, you know, Keegan. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. And it's and it's just the biggest thing he did in that one before he said anything else. He came out and he said, "I understand why fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated too. That was the biggest grind I've had in my career." Like immediately, yeah, yeah. He's with us, right? He gets well, it. He's one of us. Well, the biggest, the, and I think we all knew this. We're not stupid. Anybody <laughs> right. observing this, what what Atkins had to say about Snyder and let's call it the decision yes. to you know to make the pitching move when they did. Um, and what Shapiro said was different. He did admit that, yeah, that there is a conversation amongst everybody mm-hmm. involved in this. And it's like, all right, so what are we doing here? Yes. I mean, like, if you love your skipper, are you going to let him be your skipper? Does he have the ability to? And you could say, oh, no, we have these conversations, but in the moment, it's up to the, okay, fine, maybe that's true. But come on, if you're sitting there and you know, where the chain of command yeah, is, your boss and, is and you're the bug, dugout yeah. manager of the team, yeah. and you're sitting in the room with Atkins, with Shapiro, other people in the organization, the mud out rank, you're having this conversation, and this is the, the plan here. Mm-hmm. If you deviated from that plan, right? Yeah. Come on. And it, and it, and it didn't go well and you deviated, you're probably <laughs> fired, right? 100%. For insubordination. 100%, yeah. So don't sit here and tell me that, oh, no, no, he has every... Uh, all the right and all the wherewithal to make the decision he wants to make in the moment in the dugout. That's fine. This is just us game planning, and it's ultimately up to him. Okay, sure. Sure. I'm sure he truly believes that in his heart. Right? Yeah. Oh, it it was ugly. And and just at no point did they appear to any of them have their story straight. Right? Like, 
Atkins says, oh, I knew I found out about the, the decision when you all did. And Shapiro goes, well, I knew it was coming. I'm like, well, what is I, it then? I know, exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, and meanwhile, we're pushing a decade now. Yeah. Of this. Yeah, they're heading into their Let's ninth season. Let's check in with Alex Anthopoulos. How's he been uh, doing with his career since yeah. he left? Playoffs is he, is, he doing, is he okay? Hasn't missed the playoffs. Oh. Oh. Didn't notice that. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. So what would you do now that we know all three of them are coming back? Um, what do you, what, what's the approach over the course of the winter? Because this team couldn't score runs. You're going to have a bunch of guys leaving, right? You're, uh, Kiermaier's going to be gone. Belt's going to be gone. I imagine uh, Chapman's going to be gone. Like you're going to turn over a lot of your lineup here. And I just, I'm not really sure, like, are you willing to bank on this rotation going that good and uninjured again for an entire season? The bullpen looks pretty good. I, it's got to be your lineup that you're addressing, but how many people are lining up to come be a part of what is clearly a fairly dysfunctional... And half the guys were pissed, right? And said so about how you handled the pitching. So are they talking to other players, to, to free agents, about you know whether or not they want to come here and be a part of that? I, I'm... I'm a, I think I'm a little more worried this offseason than I have been in previous years because they've always stepped up, right? They have always gone out and spent. But what if no, and it's not a good free agent year. Like, no, what are they going to do? Well, trade route, you know what they should do? They should trade Varsho for a great young catching oh, prospect oh and, and some depth oh in the outfield boy. is what they should do. <laughs> Wouldn't that help them? Wouldn't Gabby that be great? Moreno is not doing Shatkins any favors this offseason. hitting a bomb now, too, yeah. in the season. So. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> Moreno just gunned somebody down yesterday at second trying to steal and like he's been hitting like crazy. It's yeah, that doesn't look good in the mo- at, at the moment. Yeah, we took some text of the show this morning. <laughs> People basically every time I'm watching Moreno play, they're Jays fans, obviously yeah. texting in and making Kirk references, and I just picture Kirk <laughs> laying down to try to catch the ball <laughs> or trying to leg something yeah. out. Like, he oh. looks like a South Park character trying to run one out down oh, first base. Man, anyways, it's you a know, bad scene. Yeah, you're right though. Um, is it the trade route? Do they, do they try to make a splash that way, reshape the? Because it was such a weird. Despite all that, what was the weirdest part of the J season was that they're a playoff team, and yeah. that was expected. How they got there was like nobody yes. saw them having one of the best pitching staffs in Major League Baseball. Right, and. The app, the offense being horse bleep. Right. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, and I think honestly, the biggest concern is in the next couple of years, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. What is Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? What is he? Is he just a windmill that's going to mash sometimes? Or is he a superstar that's going to come up with these big knocks and be the heart of your your offense and your lineup? Like that fearsome guy in the middle of your lineup. Well, and you've never been what, less sure. What, what is he, he yeah. right now? Is he Went a guy that's going to... Even on defense, gold glove, defensive first baseman to, I think, the second worst statistically yeah. defensive first baseman in the AL this year. Like, what the hell happened? Like, guys like him can play 10 years and, and they'll play. Yeah. And it will bounce around and, and help teams, right? Because they can be great for stretches. Sure. Lots of those guys. Yeah. Or is he a superstar? You got to make a decision on that. In the relatively near future, what what is he, and what do we allocate our salary? Like, what are we doing with him? Right. You got to make a call on that. That might be the number one question facing the Blue Jays over the next couple of years. I think. What is Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? I'm pretty comfortable with Bo. Like, I'm I'm ready to pay that guy. Vladdy. I like how he bounced back defensively because he was horrible the year before at short. Yeah, and the way he hits, like he missed some time injury this year, but otherwise was still at the top of, yeah. of hits in the AL. Like I, I'm ready to pay that guy, but 
the gulf between good Vladdy and bad Vladdy is so huge that you just, how could you commit to that right now? Like how, with any kind of large mm-hmm. outlet, it's, it's frightening. Uh, the other thing that's been frightening this summer across, uh, across our sports landscape is the Ottawa Red Blacks and their, Oof. their record. I know you've watched football in this city for a very long time. Seeing your lovely tall can audio number 15 hanging here yeah, in the hasn't, studio. It hasn't been out to the stadium in a while. No. Uh, it's, it's gotten, it's gotten bad and fans are pissed off. They're not, they're done making excuses for the organ. Like I, I said before on this, like there used to be this thing where fans would at least defend, well, it's a nice place to watch a game and they do a nice job with the presentation on a Friday night and, so, and all that stuff's still true, but fans are, are done even offering them that as a, well, some fans that have been hardcore and it's true. There's a lot of that still mm-hmm. that are still, um, I like I bumped into, uh, an old buddy of mine. Um, that's been a season ticket holder and goes and is saying that in, in terms of the, the, ex, he, he, th- he thinks the experience has gone downhill as well. Right. And that might be part and parcel. You can only watch someone's losing. And if you're going to sit there in that losing, watching, yeah. losing football part, environment, part of it's your mood. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to start to nitpick everything. Yeah, 100%. But he, but he's talking about the new side. They, they, they didn't have enough washrooms when they built the new side. He says, all I can smell is the porta potties now. <laughs> oh, I just smell them all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, maybe you wouldn't notice that as much if the team was winning. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, how does that work? But the problem is this, this can't continue. Um, another season where they're just awful again, like this, this is a massive off season yeah. for the Red Blacks. And Oseg knows this. Um, they spend to the CFL cap, you know, Lansdowne is still a wonderful place sure. to go and have a night out and watch the game. All of that is all true. But to continue to ask your hardcore customers because you want pro sports is about getting the casual people to come in. Right. Yeah. And they like the team, but it's a night out. It's fun. It's like that. That's a lot of your business, but a lot of how your, your, your team is portrayed is what your, your day to dayers think your hardcores. Right. Season this ticket is their number one well. thing. Yeah. The ones, you know, Mike and Mike two and Keith, the call our post game show and yell at Duke. And, and like, <laughs> like it's that stuff matters. hundred percent. It, it, it does. And unfortunately we're, I went back and looked at the numbers. I was talking to AJ about this as well. And he reminded me, it's like, Oh, like if you're old enough to remember, and I was a kid back then, like, Oh man, this doesn't, we're not, this still does not come that close to eighties. Like, wow. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. Is, is this amongst the worst years in nope. Ottawa football? You're saying not even close. Mm, well, it's in the conversation. Okay, okay. <laughs> but, you know, like <laughs> Super Season 88 and, right. and in and around that era, wow, man. <laughs> uh, you you, you kind of forget how bad it was. And, and what made it even worse back then, the ownership, like, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. This has great OSEG, OSEG is that's a great ownership group. Like it's that's not that's not the problem right. here. So at the very top, you're you're fine. It's like, how is this not filtering down to mediocre football? Right. At least it hasn't even been mediocre the last no. three years or so. Like it's yeah, that's just generous. been it's been really really tough. So big off season. Do you think there's any chance that that Dice gets let go? Because by all accounts, the players seem to love playing for him. Everybody speaks very highly of him. I don't know where the changes start to come. Like Sean Burke has brought in a bunch of new players since he's got here. Most of them were met with, yeah, great. Like that looks really good. Um, 
I don't know how it looks to turn over two coaches in in two years. Like, I, well, and there, there's a personnel cap in the CFL yeah, too. Like, how yeah. how many people that you let go can you pay True. and still bring people in? You know, then you, you start to play that game. So, yeah. having said, I would not be surprised if they come back with you know Sean Burke still the GM, mm-hmm. um, Bob Dice is still the coach. Maybe there's a coordinator or two. They, right. they, you can't come back with the exact no. same staff. No. I don't think you can. And then then expect to get the confidence of your fans. There has to be some changes. Yeah. No, it's it's it, it's a lot like the Blue Jays. We're like, we need change, but where? What, like, what are you going to do? Right? Like they're they're in a tough spot here. So well, uh, and that's always the, the comeback. And people that will defend it. Well, okay, well, tell me what to do. It's like uh, that's not my job. Right. <laughs> That's not there, my job. There are people being paid very I, I, well to I, know I, I'm just is. the fan or a, a person that covers this team. That, that's not my job to figure out. Right. But I do know the status quo is unacceptable. <laughs> so that's up to you to figure out how that's going to change. <laughs> uh, Lloydie, I don't want to keep you too long from your nap. So uh, so we'll wrap things up All here. Right. I appreciate you making some time and coming in. Uh, it's always fun. And, and the next time, maybe we'll we'll find a time where we can get you a pint. While All you're right. Here. Sounds good. Maybe post-nap. Always good to be time. here. All right. Uh, we'll wrap this one up. Don't forget... Lever Sage, for better or worse, oh. back in here on uh, on Thursday morning. So check Buckle that out. Up. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing Change us right strap. now. Change Yes. And uh, I'll, I'll tell the good listener here something I haven't told Lee yet, because unless Lee's here, he doesn't listen. So uh, we have a bit of a surprise for Lee oh. on this week's episode. Okay. So we're, we're going to bring here. that on him. Yeah. So uh, make sure you're sticking around for all of that. Uh, for Steve Lloyd, my name's Matt Robinson. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you Thursday morning. What was that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?